Welcome to Filled with His Love. This is Russell Osgathorpe, the host. So recently, a listener asked if I would talk about self-sacrifice in relationships, especially in regards to attachment style. He was really asking, does attachment style affect self-sacrifice in relationships? So his question intrigued me quite a bit, and I began thinking of the role of self-sacrifice in the relationship I have with my wife and my children, and my friends for that matter. First, we better define what self-sacrifice is. So here's a definition I found interesting. Quote, self-sacrifice is a behavioral tool used to sustain a relationship. Okay, that that makes sense, right? Self-sacrifice is something we do to maintain, sustain a relationship and involves the foregoing of immediate self-interest to promote the well-being of a partner or relationship. That last part's very important. Involves the foregoing of immediate self-interest. So I give up something of myself to promote the well-being of my partner or the relationship itself. So I began to wonder if my wife and I engage in self-sacrifice. Do we forego our own immediate self-interest to promote the well-being of each other or to strengthen our relationship? Before I answer that question, I want to share a couple of examples of self-sacrifice. You, you will likely remember the very famous story, we usually read it at Christmas time, O. Henry's story, Gift of the Magi. In this story, the husband, Jim, sells his prized pocket watch so he will have enough money to buy his wife, Della, some jeweled combs for her very, very long hair. Ironically, Della cuts off her hair so she will have enough money to buy a chain for Jim's pocket watch. Both husband and wife forego their immediate self-interest to promote the well-being of their partner. Now, here's another example. Our neighbor suffered with kidney failure and needed a transplant. An acquaintance of theirs heard about his need and offered to give our neighbor his kidney. Our neighbor recovered nicely, and so did the donor of the kidney. And our neighbors decided to serve a mission. The kidney donor attended the sacrament meeting when our neighbor spoke. I, I don't, I'd never met him, and I didn't really have a chance to go up and meet him, but I saw who he was, and I thought, wow, I was, I was moved just to see him in that meeting, um, coming to, in a sense, see the good that he had done by sacrificing his kidney. Self-sacrifice, let's face it, it inspires us. We might look at the man who donated his kidney and ask ourselves, would I be willing to do that? Or we hear about the young man who rushed into the burning house to save a young girl trapped in her bedroom, and we ask again, would I be willing to risk my life as he did? Now let's come back to relationships. As I've said often, relationships matter more than anything else in mortality, in my view. Our relationship with God and our relationships with family and friends. So here's where attachment styles come in, and here's what several studies have shown. Yes, they have done research on this exact topic. So not surprisingly, those with an anxious attachment style are more willing to self-sacrifice than those with an avoidance style. 
If one's attachment style is extremely anxious, this can lead to feelings of being shortchanged by the partner. Imagine a marriage where the wife has an anxious style and the husband an avoidant style. The wife keeps making sacrifices for the husband, but the husband does not reciprocate. The wife values the relationship more than the husband and yearns for him to show how much he loves her by making the same kinds of sacrifices that she is making for him. She reads the story of the gift of the Magi and wonders why her husband is not like Jim, who sells his watch so he can buy her combs for her hair. She might even think that if she keeps sacrificing, her husband will finally get the message. But the more she sacrifices, the more short-changed she feels. She might even begin to feel like a victim or succumb to a dangerous spot, really, the martyr complex, where uh, it, it causes all kinds of challenges in relationships. What can we conclude from these studies? Well, here's my takeaway. Unhealthy attachment styles lead to misguided actions of self-sacrifice. Unhealthy attachment styles, of course, are either anxious or avoidant, or the anxious avoidance style, the uh, disorganized style. A couple with unhealthy attachment styles might use self-sacrifice to change the partner, to force them somehow into reciprocating. This can lead to frustration for both spouses. So if one or both partners has an unhealthy attachment style, either anxious or avoidant, they need to get help so they can develop a safe and secure attachment style. I kept thinking about this issue and reading about it. I reflected on how my wife and I deal with self-sacrifice. I talked with her about it and asked her how she felt. We both arrived at the same place. We don't think of it as sacrificing for one another. We don't say, well, I'll sacrifice this if you'll sacrifice that. I'll let you do this if you let me do that. This happens oftentimes in relationships. This is a complicated issue in any relationship. I don't want to oversimplify it. My wife and I are not even sure how we arrived at this point, but we certainly do not have all the answers. Each relationship is unique, and each couple needs to examine how they deal with this issue. So what do we do? I like the term self-giving love as kind of a replacement for self-sacrificing. When we do things for each other, we want to arrive at the point where we don't think of it as a sacrifice. Sacrifice means we forego our own self-interest. But what if our own self-interest is our relationship? I just want to say that again. What if our own self-interest, the thing we care about the most, is our relationship. If our deepest self-interest is to nurture and strengthen our relationship, self-interest gives way to love. When we act out of love, we don't feel that we miss out on something. If our action is based on love, it no longer feels like sacrifice. It feels like, it feels like love. I believe this is the message in the story of the Gift of the Magi. Consider the scene when Del opened the wrapped box containing the combs Jim had bought for her with the money he received from selling his watch. So this is a quote from the book. This is worth kind of pondering on for a bit. Quote, For there lay the combs, the set of combs, side and back, 
that Della had worshipped long in a Broadway window. Beautiful combs, pure tortoise shell with jeweled rims, just the shade to wear in the beautiful vanished hair. They were expensive combs, she knew, and her heart had simply craved and yearned over them without the least hope of possession. And now they were hers, but the tresses that should have adorned the coveted adornments were gone. But she hugged them to her bosom. I want you to picture that in a sense. She doesn't have any hair to put these combs in, but she hugs them to her bosom, and at length she was able to look up with dim eyes and a smile and say, quote, My hair grows fast, Jim. End of quote. Jim was happy that he had sold his watch, and Della was happy that she had cut her hair. Happy because they acted out of love for each other. Self-giving love. This is what the Savior's atonement was based upon. When he gave himself for us, he expected no repayment from us. Only that we love him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And when we love the Father and the Son, we will automatically want to follow them not to reciprocate what they did for us or repay them, because that would be totally impossible, but simply to show our love for them. My hope is that if you or someone you know is struggling in a relationship because one partner feels shortchanged in some way because of unequal self-sacrifice, that you will seek the help you or others need to move that relationship from self-sacrificing to self-giving love. When one or both partners feel shortchanged, they need to talk honestly with each other. They need to share how they're feeling and seek understanding, not with the aim of changing the other person, but simply with the goal of coming to mutual understanding. Because coupled, couples do things for each other on a daily basis, coming to an understanding about the role of self-giving love is essential. And in some cases, this will require outside help from trained professionals. I do not believe that the path to strengthening a relationship is quick or simple. It's a lifelong process. Such strengthening requires self-reflection and couple reflection. But even though it's not quick or simple, I am completely convinced that healing can come to a relationship as surely as it can come to a broken arm or broken leg. That means we need to recognize the cause of the wound and then do all we can, with God's help, to make what was once broken whole and strong and healthy. I hope this is helpful, and we look forward to seeing you next time.